Hello, and welcome to episode five of A Line by Line. This is a podcast where we read and discuss original poems about life topics and various wonderment. These poems are written, narrated, and conversed by your hosts, Jasmine Lawrence and Joshua Kernia. And this episode, we'll be talking about the struggle of self-acceptance. So Josh, welcome to episode five. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I know this. Welcome to episode five. Yeah, I, I know this can be a, a difficult topic, self-acceptance. It will. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've I've personally, I've definitely personally struggled with, with that. I mean, there are a lot of things about myself that I'm proud of, but mm -hmm. you know, there are other areas where, you know, I'm like, hey, that could be better. And sometimes it's internal, and sometimes it's external. What's what's your experience been mm -hmm. like? Mm -hmm. No, I feel the same way. I think we all struggle with self acceptance on some level. Uh, I don't think we can be a person who just automatically accepts ourselves a hundred percent with all our weaknesses and, you know, all our imperfection. I, I, I do think it's all a process and just being aware of it sometimes is the hardest part in the beginning of it before we can actually love and accept ourselves. So I, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about this. I, I totally agree. It is a process. It is a day by day. Yeah exercise to recognize, you know, what could be negative internal language. I mean, it manifests in so many ways, but I want to dive in to your poem this week called, yeah, let's do called, it. Called What is it? Emerging from the maze. Please take it away, Josh. Emerging from the maze. Yes. Emerging from the Maze 9,893 The days I've lived, struggled, cherished, navigated Moments of doubt, joy, loneliness, fear, and self-questioning Moments I dare, moments I hide, moments I reveal When the world asks me to conform and to follow the norm a fraction of me would fall off life's swarm. When the world tries to mold me and shape me into a nice clean vase, a chunk of me would deteriorate and misplace. When the world sees normal as we know it, as the only normal there would ever be, a piece of me is subnormal as if I'm a paranormal or an alien or a misfit or an ugly duckling, not seen, rarely acknowledged, striving for inauthentic validation. So who am I? While perfection is put on pedestal and imperfection is merely a crowd on the stand, I'm just trying to get a single applause. It's as if getting by means weakness and acceleration is too thrashy, then what exactly is perfection? When offering kindness and exposing vulnerability means I am not ready for the world, then when exactly can I be ready? And when by the grace of God and the universe I was put onto earth on day one is seen as just another being occupying more space, then where can I trace the meaning of this maze, this endless human labyrinth? 
Perhaps accepting self is an illusion one can never fully embrace, a marathon one could never pace, a test one could never ace. It's time for me to forgive myself, to be still and be a supporter of me instead of a judge or an impersonator or a mime without identity. To be okay with not being okay when society demands that golden elusive perfection. To be content just the way I am, right this second, right this moment, accepting my present self as is and to not seek external validation, but to embrace the lack of it. Wow, Josh, thank you so much for sharing that. That was incredible. You're welcome. That was incredible. Thanks. That was incredible. I really enjoyed your poem. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you. It's a little bit long this time. It's okay. I, you know, the one thing <laughs> I want to elevate this week since we've been giving, you know, really light feedback is I feel like you really performed that one, you know, like you were really feeling it. There was an energy and a, and a, a passion behind it. I guess so. I actually have been, uh, I've been tuning in to some of slam poetry and YouTube, or I was just in this virtual meetup where people would be reading their poetry. It was hosted by a cafe in New York and they were just so amazing. So I feel so inspired by them. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, I could tell cause you really brought it today. I really enjoyed that. That kept me engaged just during the whole reading, just hearing you go through this whole journey nice. of, of the struggle. Um, but let's, mm -hmm. let's dive in. I have, I have yep. quite a few questions for you. So yeah. In your first off, <laughs> congrats on being mm -hmm. over 9,000 days old, almost 10,000 days old. That's <laughs> incredible. Know, right? That's incredible to think about. And we should start planning. Yeah. We should start planning your 10,000 day anniversary. 10,000 days of being alive. That yeah. is such a good thing. Yeah. I should do that. yeah. Let, let's celebrate that. When I turned 10,000 or on the eve of that, I started writing 10,000 words about my life, mm. almost like a mini autobiography. Mm. I picked 10 topics. And within those 10 topics, I told 10 stories mm. about those areas of my mm. life. And I, I honestly haven't shared it with anybody. It was it was truly about self oh. self reflecting. And, and I say this yeah. not to talk about me, but in your poem, you, yeah. you mentioned moments I dare, moments I hide, moments I reveal. Mm. And I wonder mm -hmm. if you could give an example of, of one of those moments to share with us, your faithful podcast listeners. Hmm. Let's see. Moments I dare. Moments I dare. I think just moving and immigrating to the U.S. is definitely moments I dare, for sure. Like, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. And just moving to a different country and making a living and finishing college and, you know, just seeing where I am today, you know, that's definitely a big moment of there, sure, I would say. For sure. Very daring, um, courageous even. Yeah. Yeah. Moments I hide, moments I hide. Maybe it will come back to me later. I couldn't think of any at the oh, moment. Oh, no worries. You know, I always see poetry as actually uh, mini moments of revelation for me. 
Because for every poetry, every poem that I write, it's almost like I'm revealing something new about myself that I put into words. And so I would say, you know, writing poetry and even doing this podcast, it has been just moments of revealing myself to a larger group of people. Yeah, around the world. I, really. I agree yeah. with that. I love that, and it is fantastic, and it is around the world. There, there are probably. I looked at the analytics. People from ten different countries around the world, and mm -hmm. over twenty yep. different states across the U.S. have listened to this mm -hmm. podcast, and that is just that's fantastic to see and witness. But it also, mm -hmm. it yeah, we are revealing ourselves. Um, yeah, I want to move on yeah. to the next question, but I, I wanted to say that maybe yeah. your the moments that you hide are currently hidden themselves right now. <laughs> mm, maybe yeah. you're right. And I just, I just, I just didn't feel ready to share it maybe or to reveal it. Maybe you're right. No worries. Yeah. No worries. We have many, many episodes up ahead where I'm yeah. excited to. <laughs> it will come up. Exactly. It will come to up. hear you share your, your deepest, darkest uh, dreams and hopes and desires. But um, yeah. speaking about desires, you, you mentioned, mm -hmm in the in the second grouping of in your poem mm -hmm. not seen rarely acknowledged and striving for inauthentic validation mm -hmm. that pairing mm -hmm. i mean first off you know how you always describe things so beautifully i want to hear more about what your perspective is on what is inauthentic validation yeah so the way i see this is you know when we grow up we tend to want to overperform what we are capable of, you know, like we try to impress other people. We try to put a facade um, of trying to impress other people, to get praises from other people, mm -hmm. to get that sort of validation and acknowledgement from other people. But I feel like sometimes we do that so that people would like us, that people would validate us, even though it's sometimes it's not really things that were integral to our own interest and our own passion of and what we actually wanted to do. And so the validation that we got from these people becomes inauthentic to us because we're not presenting our authentic self to them. Mm. Oh, wow. That makes sense. So they are validating yeah. something that we aren't really, that we really aren't. And we want to be that yeah, so that we can exactly. get that praise. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I, mm -hmm. I see that. It's like, we, maybe we're, maybe we're trying to mold and change ourselves to fit what society is asking us to do. And even though we didn't um, realize that at the time, but we're being inauthentic to ourselves, and we got validated from other people by being that. Yeah, which so. which further incentivizes us to be less and less of who we really are. Right. I I, right. I feel like you can right. absolutely lose yourself. Absolutely lose yourself in that. Um and my my question for you is you know in this poem it's it's very obviously mm -hmm. a journey from you feeling lost in that in that inauthentic validation mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. going to that moment of forgiveness of yourself of being like, oh, self, you are so worth this. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. There's so much goodness in you. Um, and you said, you said, um, 
that perhaps, you know, where can I trace the meaning of this maze, right? This endless human labyrinth. And I'm curious if you mm-hmm. have been able mm-hmm. to break through uh, because mm-hmm. maybe you found some meaning in yourself or some purpose for yourself in the in the unique ways that you actually are, that you don't need that inauthentic validation from anywhere else? You know, I think uh, I, I was just thinking back to 2020 when we were kind of just in quarantine and we we're just by ourselves, you know, that really made me think and pushed me to be more comfortable with just being myself. And whatever I I, I live on the day-to-day, I'm not interacting with a lot of people. I'm not trying to get sort of that validation that I was talking about before. It's just me there. And so I think that's when I started to think about, okay, like these are sort of my weaknesses and these are the things that I've always hated about myself or that I would feel ashamed of or I would feel guilty about. And just being there by myself, it made me just be aware of it and admit it. And I think that was actually a really good process, the beginning of a process of actually trying to accept myself for who I am and be unapologetic about myself and, you know, just trying to be more authentic um, in my day-to-day life. I love, I love hearing that. I I hope that, I hope that in 2020, I hope that like a good Mm -hmm. thing, if, if, you know, if there are good things, good things that come out of 2020 is is that people get so comfortable being at home and being themselves that that becomes their default and that becomes their habit. And as we get reintroduced into society, you know, mm-hmm. we we're just like, it is uncomfortable to not be us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have yep. one last, yep. one last question for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, this is a journey, right? It's a struggle. We, we, yeah. we've talked yeah. about that, but is there one piece of advice that you could give to our, our listeners about how to embrace themselves, how to start, like how to take at least one of the steps towards yeah towards accepting themselves for me you know like i'm still in the process like i'm still trying to to do just that but what i have really noticed is just admitting it and yeah just admitting it i think that's actually the the hardest part sometimes to just be aware of yourself and admit that you are not perfect and you're trying to be better and you're you're in this journey of trying to love yourself better and to accept yourself more. But just that one first step, I think is always the hardest. And for me, at least it's just trying to, you know, just trying to, um, to admit it and to accept it. And it's almost like I'm operating myself on a surgery and then like looking in the inside, like that is the most, the the, the scariest part of this whole process. I think this whole journey of self-acceptance in my opinion. So yeah, so that's my advice for people out there. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for that advice. I'm, I'm definitely going to take it, continue to look at me and understand me so that I can mm-hmm. appreciate all that is good there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So now it's your turn. Take it away. I'll be reading a poem called Loving Me.
love me. How can I love me when I don't know me? I know what I should be. I know what I should weigh. I know what I should do. I know what I should say. I know what I want to be. I know what I'm not. I know what I want to do. I know what I've got. But how do I know who I am? How can I love me when I don't know me? No, I don't, I don't actually love me. I love what people think of me. I love the way people look at me. I love when people listen to me. I love the reflection of myself in other people's eyes. I love the reflections of myself in, in other people's words. I love the reflection of myself in other people's actions. But I don't know what I really look like to myself. So no, I don't love me. I don't know me. But it's not too late to figure it out. Nice. Nice. Thank you for reading that. I definitely resonate with your poem too on so many levels. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> it perfectly connects with what you were saying about mm -hmm, exactly about, about introspection. Yeah. Like, yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, just what went through your mind when you were uh, writing this? This poem was actually commissioned by one of my patrons. Uh, I mm. I share my art on a platform called Patreon, and you know, for one of the tiers of support where people people give financially every month to um, be able to finance some of the cool stuff that I'm doing with poetry, mm. like this podcast and and other things. And so mm -hmm. I have a commission form on my website. And people can submit, hey, I want you to write me a poem about this or a poem about that. Mm. And they said, mm -hmm. hey, write me a poem about, about self-love. And I was just mm. not in a good place when they asked for that. I'm sure mm. they wanted some mm -hmm. poem that was like, I love me. I'm perfect just the way I am. Yeah. But that's just yeah. not the vibe I had at the moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wrote it yeah. and I said, if you don't like this, I'll totally write you another poem. But this is what came out of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, some of the lines that you wrote here, you said, I know what I should be. I know what I should weigh. I know what I should do. I know what I should say. And the first thing that came to my mind, do you think these knowings in you, do you think those are determined by what society asks you to be and what you should do? Or do you think you actually and genuinely uh, know about it and it just came from your own self? I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I mm. will say that I mostly know it from the reinforcement of media, the reinforcement of society, of culture, of my parents, right? There's this idea that we, there are rules, there are rules to society that like we need to have an order, right? Like, we shouldn't kill each other. That's like beneficial to most people if nobody kills each other, right? But then there are these other mm -hmm. things, right? The don't speak unless you're spoken to or the, you know, women should be this and men should be that that are a bit more mm -hmm. subjective in in terms of understanding kind of what value they really bring, 
to mm-hmm. to everybody in general rather than just some particular group. So yeah, especially mm-hmm. what it should be, way, do, say, all of these things, there are pre-existing uh, structures that apply to both, to, to many parts of my identity, including my race and gender. But yeah, but we talked about that on, on our Overcoming Racial Bias episode. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I feel like that too a lot of times, you know, I feel like I know a lot of things. I know what I want to become. I want to, I, I know what sort of my goals or kind of professional goals or personal goals, but I don't really know who I am, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that same way sometimes that you're just like, I don't know, like you, you just got confused of who you actually are. Yeah, and I and I'm reading this book called Wonder, and the, there's an English teacher in there, and he says like knowing who you are or what kind of person mm. you are is mm. one of the most important questions in life we could an- answer for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I've been journaling since 2002 in an effort to do this kind of discovery. I tell myself mm-hmm. about my day. I tell myself, how did you feel when this was said to you? Or how did you feel when you had this experience? And um, maybe even a couple years ago, I had to write down a list of what do you like to do? Because after college, I just found myself with so much more free time and so much, like, so much more time that I didn't have to spend going to lecture or doing homework. Like, not that I, I was being forced to do any of those things. I loved being in mm. school, but to, to fill those moments, it's like, what are you doing when you're not doing the thing that you are, are doing to put food on the table, right? Like when you're not at work and you're mm. not with your family, mm. what's the rest of your life about? And so I, yeah. I wanted to be intentional with that time. So I, I literally had to write it down because it was not on the top of my head, mm. on the top mm. of my tongue. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. One of the lines that you have here is you wrote, how can I love me when I don't know me? And I want to echo this a little bit and just say that the struggle of self-acceptance is really real. You know, it's it's hard to accept ourselves as we are with all our weaknesses. And so I wonder, how do you usually cope and just begin to accept your own weaknesses and to try loving yourself more. I know it's still in progress, I'm sure, but just how do you start to think about it? Yeah, so this is this is just the method I'm using I'm using today. So I'm reading I'm reading this <laughs> another book I read now uh, called Systematic mm-hmm. called Systematic Theology, and it's basically a book that goes through and you know groups all the bible verses and things like that and let, lets you know kind of what the, what does the bible say about this what does the bible say about that and it's really helpful mm-hmm. because it talks about you know it talks about god and his characteristics and and who he is right and and i'm a christian so you know i believe that you know mm-hmm. that god made mm-hmm. us all right and so yeah when i think about that when i when i think like okay he made the universe he made the stars he made all of these amazing things that I, I see as as beautiful, and he made me, right? And you know, and he says that when he was done making all these mm-hmm. things, he said, "This is good." And so I'm trying to believe the same things that, like, that my God believes about me that I am good, that I am beautiful, that if I needed anything else, he would have made me that way. But he didn't make me mm-hmm. that way, 
right? I like yeah. the color yeah. red. That's that's who I am. I like chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how I was made. And I need to t- try and figure out how do I appreciate mm-hmm. those aspects mm-hmm. of me instead of criticizing because I'm I'm criticizing. Yeah. I'm criticizing. You know, you know, I'm criticizing God in that aspect. And I, yeah. I just believe that that there was so much good behind me being born and be, me being created. There was so much good in the in everyone that exists. We're here for mm-hmm. for a reason with a with a pur- purpose and a, and a passion. And yeah. uh, and so that's kind of the method that I'm that I'm using to know that God believes it and and that that's enough mm-hmm. for me just for Him. You know, you were talking mm-hmm. about we were talking about in, yes. inauthentic validation for you. Yeah. Yep. That is for me personally, the most authentic form of validation mm. is for someone to look at their handiwork. Like when we look at our poems and we go, mm-hmm. that poem is great. It's good. I don't care if it ever wins a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. I, yeah. I love this poem. Yeah. It It is a piece of me. So that's it. Yeah. That's what I like about writing poetry, really. That's why I got really hooked into it because you can really pour your heart and thoughts into words and then you feel proud about what you just write. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if it's good or resonating with other people, but you feel proud of what you make. And that's an, a, a, a way of authentic validation for me as well. Yeah. Um, uh, three of the lines that you wrote here, you said, I love what people think of me. I love the way people look at me. I love when people listen to me. And again, this goes back, I think, to that idea of, we sometimes got really fixated into what other people think of you and you you try to be likable and to be approved by other people. Do you feel like that too sometimes? Do you feel guilty whenever you realize that? Oh, for sure. For sure. But I mean, in the moment, yeah. in the moment, it feels so good. Like I, yeah. I, yeah. I can tell you, somebody said this like near me, not to me, but they said, Oh, I feel like Jasmine is the kind of person that if you gave her a million dollars, she wouldn't just mm. spend it on like a yacht or a vacation. She would try and help people as much as she could with that million dollars. Mm. I still mm. remember that, that somebody said mm. that to me like 10 years, it's in that around me in like 10 years ago. And I remember mm. that because I'm like, oh, this person thinks I'm a good person and I want to, mm. I want to be that. And sometimes I don't, I don't feel like I'm that. I don't feel like, Oh, everything I'm doing is this altruistic thing to make the world a better place for everybody. I'm so selfish, mm. but I want to be that. And I love that they could have that idea of me like, through seeing and witnessing, witnessing my actions. But then there are people who don't know me. Right. And then there's that gap I have to fill of like, how do I make sure you have the perception of me that I'm the most comfortable with instead of just me, Mm. me knowing what my actions and intentions are and accepting that and that being enough. Right. So closing that gap. So, yeah, I do feel guilty when I'm like, oh, I need to influence Mm -hmm. this person. So they like me or so they, you know, want good things for me or they think good things, think good things about me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's actually one of my, toxic as well you know growing up i would always try to find praise and approval from other people and that i think that put this unnecessary pressure to myself of needing to perform what i was comfortable with you know yeah and, and it's and it's, it's not even yeah it's, and it's not even 
fulfilling for me sometimes mm. you know yeah it's innocent it could be like i like being a straight a student because my parents yeah. praise me for having mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know straight a's or whatever it happens whatever it happens to be i think sometimes we i mean we really want these things and it feels good it does feel good and i don't think there's anything wrong with with like winning awards or, or getting that praise it's just ultimately deep down like you said letting it be something that you really want for yourself, not just for mm -hmm. that, not just for that angle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the last sort of lines that you have, you said, so no, I don't love me. I don't know me, but it's not too late to figure it out. And I think it's, it's such a beautiful way of ending this conversation as well. Um, but I want to echo again of what I said earlier about just the sometimes the hardest part of this self-acceptance journey is to just be aware of it and admit it to yourself. You don't have to announce it to other people. You just have to admit it to yourself. And have you ever felt that moment of realization as well? Or maybe you are still experiencing that or trying to still um, experience that in the near future. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely experiencing it. I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story. You know, when quarantine started, you know, everyone, mm -hmm. there were these trends of hobbies that people would do, right? Some people would bake yeah. bread, some people would get a dog, mm -hmm. some people would move in together, yeah. right? For me, I, I fell into the fitness group to the people who were like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to use this quarantine to change my life. I'm finally going to get fit and do all the things. And, yeah. um, and it wasn't until like, it wasn't until I was like maybe a couple weeks into exercising every day and trying to change my habit that I recognized that I wasn't doing these things because they were good for me. I was doing these things to punish myself for not being the way like mm -hmm. I wanted to be. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm not eating yeah. Yeah. the salad, yeah. you know, and you know, the right portion sizes, because I know like these are going to give me nutrients I need to do my job and be effective and have great sleep and all mm. this stuff. I'm doing it because like, you know, oh, I put myself in this situation. I made myself this weight by, by eating this or that treat this and that, the mm. other thing, or like, I need to exercise until it burns because like, this is what my, like, this is what my body needs to be whipped into the shape yeah. that it has to be in. And mm -hmm. so doing it out of, out of like punishment rather than out of care and love and saying like, you know what, if my body is stronger, it's easier to move. Right. And it, it will, it will, mm -hmm. it will give me more days with the people that I love, like thinking of the positive mm -hmm. aspect of it and not just what it was going to, you know, take away or remove from me. That was a huge shift. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I could tell you even my progress towards my, my, health goals were just accelerated when I started thinking about I'm doing these things because they're good for me. And you know why I want to do things that are good for me? It's because I love me and I have to take care of myself if I'm a person that I love, not you know mm -hmm. a person that mm -hmm. I'm manipulating yeah. and only spending time yeah. with and doing things to because I want them to be a certain way. If I treated other mm -hmm. people the way I was treating myself, they wouldn't be friends with me. So yeah, I absolutely yeah. feel that way. But it's not yeah. too late. It's not too late to change your perspective on yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's that's really the message that we're trying to say here as well. I think it's like, it's a process, you know, like it's a process and it's okay to take your time to be gentle to yourself and you don't have to be always harsh to yourself and try to 
fit into this mold of society and trying to please other people. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's never too late to figure it out, you know, like, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for this talk today. It was really healing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Thank you for opening up and really appreciate your vulnerability as well. Likewise. All right, guys, that wraps our fifth episode of Align by Line, where we perform original poetry and converse about various life topics. We hope that it was meaningful to you and provide some fresh perspectives about the struggle of self-acceptance. We release a new episode every two weeks, so please be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever streaming platform you are listening from and follow our social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Align by Align, as well as our website, alignbyline.com. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would be more than happy to hear from you. We are just beginning our podcast journey, and we have so many future plans, creative content, and thought-provoking conversations for all of you that we cannot wait to share. But for now, Jasmine and Joshua signing off. See you in the next episode. <laughs>